Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, here with Mike Ponte, a good friend of mine, and we've just kind of we've we've had a, a tickle through the a tiptoe through the archives of really getting kind of the backstory. Yep. We've talked to Mike now about he's identified who his ideal clients are. We talked a little bit about your your elevator pitch. Um, so now you've got somebody interested yeah. in, in that. What's what's the next step in the process for you? So um, those nine people that came to that meeting, yeah. and all of them, you know, you probably didn't you didn't group them together. You did nine individuals, I would yeah. imagine. Uh, first of all, we did it as a group presentation. A group and presentation, I kept it yeah. Really, really simple. And again, mm -hmm. some of the lessons that I learned when I first got mm -hmm. started is you don't want to overcomplicate your presentation. Yeah. You want to keep it as simple as you possibly can. And, and again, wife gave me some great insight when I presented to yes, her. Yes, we, we never tell me more about the, what that sure. insight you did, and also your simple presentation. Okay, so this is this was quite at the eye opener. Again, uh, going back to my days at Saputo, here yeah. we are running a, a pretty big portfolio, yeah. multis of millions of dollars, managing major accounts and, and all that stuff, and and I couldn't raise fifty, sixty thousand dollars to save my life. Yeah. And the truth be told is, I remember having this binder, probably. <laughs> Three and a half, four inches thick, full of statistics and numbers and all this wonderful stuff. And going out and meeting potential clients or potential prospects and sitting down at coffee shops with them. Three and a half hours <laughs> later, page by page, the same response came at the end. I'll think about I'll it. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know. And for those that are in sales or have spent, been down this road before, that's just the death it's call. No. It's no. It's, it's no. <laughs> it's, it's a no. no. <laughs> and so, you know, when you when we did roughly around 30 of those and uh, three hours times 30, you yeah. can understand the frustration that mm -hmm. is there. And I remember talking to my wife one evening and she was like, you know what? Something, I'm like, something's wrong. This doesn't, yeah. this is not working. She's like, well, pitch me. So I started my presentation. And within three minutes, she's like, mm -hmm. stop. Yeah. You're talking about yourself and yeah. you're talking about the investment, but you're not talking about what I want. And I'm like, and again, there's your aha moment again. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it was true. And so the important thing is when you're having this discussion is it's really about understanding exactly what they're looking for. Yes. And, uh, and having clarity to what their specific objectives and goals are and why are they wanting to get invested in real estate to begin with. Mm -hmm. And having that clarity, because when you're actually meeting one-on-one -on -one yeah. behind the coffee shop at their home or all any, wherever location that you're planning on, on meeting them, um, that discussion is going to be, you, know, you need to have that clarity about what they want and secondly, are you able to achieve what they are trying to, what they're trying to succeed yep. in? Yep. And it's an interview process, not just from them, yep. but from you as well. Mm -hmm. You you are looking to bring on a partner or, mm -hmm. you know, when I said this earlier, it's like a marriage. Yep. You're looking to bring somebody on and you're going to be married to them yep. three, five, ten years. Right. So how do you know that that's the right fit? They may come and say, hey, mm -hmm. I've got $20,000. I'm ready to invest. I want you, and my yeah. goal is to turn that into a million dollars in three years. <laughs> and, and my comment to that- Here's some Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my comment is when you find that investment, let me know because I'm ready to throw some money into that as yeah. well. So it's kind of also managing their expectations. And when somebody says something like that, mm -hmm. the meeting is going to be discussed. The meeting is going to end very, very quickly yeah. because if that's their expectation and you, you got to be realistic and honest with yourself, can I truly deliver that? Yeah. And, and if that's this, that's the discussion. Truthfully, there's no way I can do that. 
Um, what I can share is this is what I'm able to do. Mm -hmm. This is a target. This is a budget, but it is an investment at the end yep. of the day. And things tend to happen, good or bad. And as we've all learned from the whole Alberta recession and, and you know, yeah, we're, we're two recessions in two like recessions ten, in ten years. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, <laughs> not that we know about any of that. Correct, correct. <laughs> but the reality is things tend to happen. So it's always about understanding what their expectations yep. are. Are you honestly able to achieve that? And sometimes one of the hardest things to do is to say, I can't do that. I want to wish you all the success and luck and let them go. Yeah. But that is the right decision, especially down the road. Yeah. So. The, the last thing for a decision criteria is that they have the money. Correct. That's actually one of the, you know, and I get, and I get that some of you might be going, you're watching this going, yeah, oh yeah, that's BS. You know, you'll get to that point that, and, and how you'll get to that point is when you actually make the wrong decision yep. by only taking it because money is the, is the, is the worst thing for a criteria. Yep. They need to have it. They yep. need to be part of that. But honestly, that's low down on the list. I agree. 100%. Right. You have to enjoy the time. You have to, you have to be completely aligned. I'm sitting there and I'm just smiling ear to ear because everything you're saying is like, it's just, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and even the other parts of this, as you know, as we kind of talk about this, it's, it, it's also, you're talking to these individuals and you got to also be in alignment with their personality and the, and the individual as a whole, mm -hmm. because you got to ask yourself, can I actually be in a marriage with this person for the next three to five years? Yeah. And, uh, and you got to be very honest with yourself. If you are finding issues from the very beginning, mm -hmm. chances are there's going to be much bigger issues right. three to five years from now. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. So, so, you know, I, I know your wife, she's amazing. Just like we, we both belong to the, we married way above our weight, way above our weight class. <laughs> yes, both of us uh, yes, have sir. way over married. Yeah, hopefully my wife's watching. <laughs> exactly. <this. laughs> uh, and, and, and so that was fantastic feedback that right. she gave you. And, and it's 100% true guy. Every one of us, we sit there and we think we got to present and it's all about us and it's all about my numbers. And it's about the presentation deck. It's, 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 can you fulfill upon their challenge? Right. Can you fulfill upon their hopes? Can you fulfill upon their dream? And really, at the end of the day, you're making an investment and not just uh, taking it, you know, short term. Yeah. It's a long term. It's a long term There's process. No question. And, yeah. and maybe I'll enhance that a little further. But, you know, when you're actually presenting and talking to these people, they could really honestly care less about mm -hmm. what your return on their investment is. And it's mm -hmm. going to sound kind of really strange. Yeah. But you are not selling your return on your investment, mm. period. You are selling yourself. Yep. And it is all about you know, if you switch roles and you just said, if I was the money partner and I was about to give Russell a hundred thousand dollars, what is it specifically I am looking for as a partner? Yeah. And, you know, I've done this exercise several times and it's funny once you start to really break it down, like some of the keywords, trust, yep. um, accountability, track record, mm -hmm. um, you know, can I really trust this person? And that's the real key one is, can I trust Russell mm -hmm. with $100,000 of my money? Am I, uh, do I feel confident enough that I can trust him with it? But when that answer is actually yes, I trust Russell mm -hmm. 100%. It really doesn't almost matter what type of deal you're bringing him sure. because they trust you 100%. And so once you have that type of relationship, with your potential joint venture partner. And once you get that understanding is not selling the deal, but sell yourself, what are you able to do? How, you know, do are you gonna be really respectful for their mm -hmm. money? Are you gonna really take care of them and take care of their money? 
you'll be able to get repeat business, but more importantly, you'll have a much better relationship long-term with right, your right on. partner. So. Right on. So for those of you following the modules in a module program, that's that what Mike talked about is the mirror exercise. Sure. Where you sit there and you list out all, yeah. the, if I was to invest my $100,000, what qualities do I need from Mike? And I list everything, I list everything out, and then I take that list and I flip it around and everything on that list I need to become. Correct. Right, that's, it, exactly it, that's, it. that's the exercise. So make sure you do do that one as well. So you're now investing. Um, you still have single families, but you're primarily yeah. into multifamily. That's correct. Investing yeah. now, um, you've found that it's been uh, an easier way to raise capital for multifamilies, or is it just different? Or what's 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 been your experience with multifamily um, investing? To be honest, it's it's different. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's this sexy appeal to the multifamily. <clears throat> it's a bigger deal, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, we'll still look at residential deals yep. if it makes complete sense. If I've got an opportunity to to take a look at it, we'll we'll always look at it. But our focus is really in the multifamily side as yep. well. Um, you know, we're actually closing on a, on another single family as well. We've raised capital to do this. Fine, no problem. It's mm-hmm. it's it's great. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's a little bit more of an of an appeal to the multifamily mm-hmm. side. People like it. Um, the other part that I tend to find with multifamily is uh, for. You know, a person that's just getting started in the real estate world, mm-hmm. in their mind, they could do a single family property. Yep. It seems to be pretty easy. They can just go out and buy a property. It's just the assumption. I'll buy a property, rent it out. Everything will be great. There will be no issues. And I can yep. just sit back and watch all the money come in. But their mindset when they're looking at multifamily, it's all of a sudden, oh, you know what? I, it's a little out of my league. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. This is where you can be a little bit more successful in raising capital from that right. from that type of uh, property. Lots so. of people cut their teeth on a single family. Absolutely, uh, but but then you just I think you hit the nail on the head is you now have more of a specialized knowledge once you get into yes. multifamily. Um, it's not saying it's good or bad or no. it's better or worse, Correct. but but in the perception of an investment partner, it's going ooh I need Mike to do this because it's even more involved. Correct, and you just add more add more value. That's correct to yeah. the transaction. Yeah. Correct. Okay, so so. Uh, uh, before we talked about our wives, which we'll always will talk about our wives, always they're the most important people in our Absolutely. lives. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, I talked about the next step in the process. So we've had the meeting. I've said I'm interested. Um, everything checks out. We're all we're all in alignment yep. and we're, we're banging a drum and we're singing Kumbaya together. Yeah, absolutely, okay. Yeah. What, what do you do? Is there a piece of paper, yeah. a process? What's the next part of your step? Well, so for me, um, once the meeting has come to a conclusion, mm-hmm. I usually let them marinate on that for about 48 hours. Yep. So I'll get the time, time to take a look, time to think and review. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point in time, and usually at that meeting, I will provide them with something called letter of intent yes. right? or a letter of understanding more than yep. anything. And it's just clarity to what the structure of the typical deal would be, mm-hmm. uh, what their role would look like in regards to the capital raise. Um, in some cases, they will have to put up a personal guarantee and a few other different types of things in regards to the qualification yep. process. Um, so we just really summarize in a two-page document yep. what the letter of intent or letter of understanding would be and uh, understanding split. So again, it's just, it's a really simple layman's yep. term Clarific- document. Clarification document. Correct. Yep. And so there's no, you know, no, no questioning about what was presented or there's no misconstruing it. Yeah. But more importantly is, you know, you can't come back to me three years later and say, hey, Mike, that's not what we initially talked about mm-hmm. back then. This is, and again, we've got that sign off. So yeah. once that sign off has been uh, signed off. Completed. Uh, yes. Completed yeah. and yeah. done. Um, then at that point in time, we will start sending opportunities to those individuals. So. Do, then, do you have an opportunity 
in mind already or do then do you go shopping or how do you do you chicken and the egg typically sometimes which one do you do yeah so for me when it comes to the multifamily side um specifically i try to partner up with people that are of like mind so mm-hmm. it's trying to keep you know based on kind of what their goals and objectives are yep. um some of them will focus maybe more on the residential side some mm-hmm. will be more focused on on multifamily some people uh, their concern is not really so much cash flow. They're looking yep. for an equity, a stronger equity position. So it's trying to have a better clarity and trying to partner up individuals into those types of projects yep. separately. Um, so I tend to never really, I never actually present a real deal in my first transaction or right. our first meeting. So we kind of talk in more general terms of what a typical deal may or may look like. Yep. And with the numbers that, and again, with the numbers, we stay extremely conservative, yeah. very, very conservative. And obviously the goal is to be significantly higher, but we always stay significantly less than what we've okay. always achieved. So then again, there's no real surprises. And at the end of the day, you know, we want to over over meet, meet their expectations. Yeah. So. so really it's kind of like a case study. Almost, very much really. so. So, so your, your simple presentation, it's yeah. all about them, obviously. What do you present in that sure. simple presentation? So the presentation is actually, I start off with kind of a questionnaire, just a real yeah. simple two-page document. And it's about just having clarity of what is it they're looking for? If we mm-hmm. want to look at them five years from now, where where would their life be? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tell me about. Have their... you taken this course or something? I, I don't know. Maybe I did. Huh? <laughs> you be teaching it. <laughs> uh, you know where, where you know where where are they currently at financially? Yeah. Where would they like to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, having a little bit of understanding of exactly kind of their current investment strategy mm-hmm. right now. Um, some of the goods, the bads of it. Um, mm-hmm. Understanding their risk tolerance as well. So, mm-hmm. as for example, if somebody is wanting to be is on the higher end of the risky side, then that's a possibly a relatively reasonable thing. Mm-hmm. But if they're in the complete opposite where they are not willing to take any risk, if they reference it as you know one, then we have a kind of a scale yep. of one to six. Yep. And if they go to kind of the ones category, I really question if I'm actually gonna do business right. with them. And, and or the, at a worst case scenario, it'd be a lending relationship only. Very much so, right? yeah. Right. So for from that perspective, it's trying to better have that understanding. Um, so with that being said, you know, we, we go through that questionnaire to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, then I kind of just talk a little bit about what we do and how so, the structure so works. So I don't mean to jump over no, your that's okay. um, Just for clarification, so you actually do not present until you actually have that information that's questionnaire correct. done. correct. That's actually the first thing. You actually have to have the information from the people about what to present. Correct. Because it, it's a very difficult no for them to say no if you actually are presenting what they told you they want. That's correct. And in a lot of cases, yep. we'll actually send them the documentation in yep. advance of our meeting yep. so we get them to complete it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say it's 50-50 upon yep. completion when we tend to meet, mm-hmm. but we're always prepared for that. Yep. And that's where we pull out the document because that is the first thing that we need to understand. Yeah, it's like a, a know your client. Absolutely. It, here, here's the thing too, guys. It also is protecting your, your, your behind as well yep. because, you know, if security commissions come knocking on your door, they're going to ask the questions, well, how well do you know these people? Oh, by the way, here's how well I know them. I know what their their investment portfolio is. I know what their uh, risk tolerance is. I know all this kind of stuff. It's your know your client, know know your client as as an investment opportunity. You're just protecting yourself too. And and yeah, you're absolutely right. But the big thing for me is, again, you're interviewing them. Again, you're looking at them as an interview. If you went to go hire somebody, guarantee you will have a list of questions to Mm -hmm. ask and you'll be referencing Good or bad, yeah. And that same thing actually applies here. And and you know the the mindset as the real estate expert mm-hmm. is, you know, they're interviewing me, they're screening me. I, I totally look at it completely differently. Yeah. I, I I need to understand can I actually work with them? And based on that, if I if I get past the first criteria of the questionnaire and I can say, then we proceed. And in some cases, in lots of t- lots of cases, I'll get through the questionnaire and it's just like, you know what? I wish you the best. Yeah. And I. 
I just, it just, I, and maybe we can work with somebody else. So, so, so really, it, it, this goes back to the original question yeah. line of questioning is about the fear of asking people for money. Is really you're not asking anybody for money. Not you're actually all. prescribing a course of action to help somebody fulfill upon their goals and dreams and hopes and ease their pain. Correct. Yep, it's really like a doctor would do. That, right? It's exactly the same and thing. And a doctor would understand that language is I'm here prescribing a course of action correct, for you. Correct, correct. That's right? exactly it. So, yeah. Wow. So we start off with a questionnaire mm -hmm. and then um, from a presentation perspective, it's, I gone through that kind of three and a half, mm -hmm. four, uh, four inch binder full of stuff yep. to one page. Nice. <laughs> nice. And it's a one page document. It is kind of a summary and actually much... It's a summary of kind of my overall portfolio, mm -hmm. and it's just kind of a typical deal. One mm -hmm. page, no address, no nothing. Keep it really simple yep. and say, this is what it would look like. But before I present that out, I talk a little bit about our strategy in regards to how we acquire properties, how we look at properties, the types of areas we like to look for. Um, and then based on that, we start to look and screen a lot of Wow. types of properties and this is kind of a typical deal so so and i'm going to just summarize this so so here's I, i'm being very i'm a, I'm a good student myself yeah, so the, the student is now teaching the teacher so i'm <laughs> i'm going to recap one th a couple things sure. you said there number one is a lot of people get hung up on their presentation sure um it's more important to qualify somebody than the presentation there's no question about right? it right it's it the better you do of qualification Pardon my language, the shittier your presentation can be. There's no question. And I'm not saying your presentation is crappy. Yep. Um, so if you take the time to qualify and ruthlessly qualify, not you know, not be a jerk, no. but really qualify them hard, get them to the point where they're going, well, geez, I'm 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 applying for something. It's almost like yeah. they're trying to win a lottery yeah. or something with yeah. you. Yeah. So better you qualify them, the the simpler the presentation exactly. can be. Well, to even enhance that further, it's it's really like by you asking all of these questions. It's actually showing that you really care about mm, them. And yeah. again, this is what it's all about. It's all about the trust factor. And by you asking these questions, and, and in some cases, you're stumping them. Because the one mm -hmm. question I ask is, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. Based on, where do you see yourself in five? That's a stumper for so many people. It's yeah. probably about 70% of the people have no idea. They haven't had the chance to speak to their spouse about that. Mm -hmm. But you're forcing that discussion right then and now. Yeah. And by having that clarity, it's making you look so much more professional yep. because it's showing that you actually are really caring about them. And uh, secondly, that you are, you know, you are caring about them and that you're wanting to help them achieve yep. what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, so. and in, in the terms that we've talked about in the academy, it's called a future pacing question. It's right. essentially what you're doing is putting them into the future. What has to happen in order for this to be successful? Where do you see, what, how do you define success? Yeah. And then if they don't know, you know, then you're trying to say, well, you know, okay, what do you want to accomplish? So yeah. let's say we make some money, a hundred thousand bucks. What would you do with that money? Yeah. It's, a, it's another great question. Then you tell them, well, you know what I would do is I'd have that money set aside for the kids' college yeah. education fund. You got it. You know their why. Yep. And everything you present from there is we're now trying to get your kids' college education fund together. That's correct. You're not selling a piece of real estate and an investment opportunity. You're selling their kids' education fund. That's correct. And really, real estate is just a vehicle. It That's is. all it is. It's a bridge. That's all it is. Because, yeah. Yeah. you know, really, nobody has a goal or a dream that I want to own 30 properties. That's not a goal, really. Mm -hmm. It's what that 30 properties is going to provide them down the road, be yep. it a vacation property, be it again, your, yep. your kid's education or uh, a property or cottage, a vacation property, yep. whatever the case may be. But yep. that's what those 30 properties are going to help provide that. Because trust me, 
having 30 properties truly is not <laughs> is not not a goal and you'll learn that soon enough yeah, so yeah. You, yeah. You, you guys will everyone will be in that boat i hope you actually are in that boat one day to go and geez i'd be better off with, a, with 12 free and clear oh, houses than wonderful. having than having 50 right agree 100%. so the end of goal is and, I, and I, i'm having this conversation with a lot of people right now everybody it's a bit of a, a, a tangent but everybody's sitting there going i want to lever this and lever this and just keep boring and boring boring well there, there comes a time where that money has to be paid back exactly it's it's actually Life becomes a lot different when you are free and clear. Yep, I and, agree, I agree. And maybe it's just because we're old now, yeah. I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, for me, I look at our properties and, and there's always this nice treat that we get at the beginning of the year and it's mm -hmm. kind of how much we've paid down on the mortgage. And I should yep. say we, the tenants have actually paid this yes. down. But every year, I look at that number, I'm like, that money is sitting in a wonderful small account mm -hmm. that is just ready to get paid up back into these and, pockets at and some point And is in time. that number... Um, it's probably, I, know, I probably will know the answer, but it's yeah. probably significantly larger than what you were drawing from a salary before. There's no question about yeah. it. it. It's gotten to a point now, but like I've been doing this now for, geez, I think we're like pushing 17 years, 16 years. Mm -hmm. And um, like I tell you, it's it's an amazing number. It, it, it starts really small to begin with, yep. but once you start paying down that principal, and I should say we, the tenants are paying that down yep. for you. It starts to add up, and, and I look at that, I'm just like, wow, you know, in 10 more years, and I'm starting to see some of these things completely paid off. It's it's a wonderful treat to have these little nest eggs all over the place, and uh, it's a nice thing to be thinking about. Yeah, so nice. Yeah. So I'm here with Mike Ponte, uh, and the next line of question we're going to dive into, we're going to dive into... Uh, I think you're one of the best business operators. I've just in our conversation and our lunches, the way you structure it and some of the administration and things like that, you actually make, you, you earn a living off of real estate. You're full-time real estate, that's correct, yeah. right? And everybody, that's the goal. Everybody mm -hmm. goes, how do I become a full-time <laughs> real estate person? I can just sit there all day long and watch days of our lives. I, I'm teasing and joking. <laughs> but but Mike has found a way of doing this and it's through some painful lessons no along the way, yeah. right? Those, you know, how do you put the groceries on the table when, when there's no rent, when you're vacant and, and things like that. So that's the next line of questioning that we're gonna get into is how you operate your business, how you structure a lot of the, your portfolio and, and really some profit centers yep. from you. So we'll be right back guys. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now. <laughs>